Welcome to the TJI Preaching and Ministry Podcast, your source for all things preaching and ministry from the Jenkins Institute. This is your host, Jonathan Sanford, and now your friend, Jeff and Dale Jenkins. Hey folks, welcome to the latest edition of the Jenkins Institute Podcast on Ministry and Preaching and Ministry. It's great to be back with you, Jeff. It's been a while. Dale, it's been so long you forgot the title. No, I or, never got the title right or, or did you change it and not tell me? Yeah, that's, that's probably it, too. <laughs> so, working on podcasting on several programs through the years, and I always have a list of, of there are like eight C's I came up with. You know what the most important C is in podcasting? Uh, Christian character. That's nice, but that's not... <laughs> That would be it, but that's not the one I give normally. That's probably the most important. The one, the one I always say is most important thing if you're going to podcast is consistency. Be consistent. Set a time and do it, and don't break that time. Well, Dale, I think we're very consistent. We consistently <laughs> skip the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so this is uh, the Jesus Institute of Preaching and, uh, Institute, Institute podcast on preaching and ministry uh, occasional. Uh, podcast. Yes. We could add that yeah. phrase to the end of the title because the title's not long enough. Well, Dale, <laughs> it's just an occasional to, podcast. I want you to know it, it's mostly my fault. I know, and I've made a, a resolution, a New Year's resolution, that I'm going to try to do better and make it every week. And, a New Year's resolution? Yes, sir. This is this is mid March. I know for January 2018. Oh, okay. <laughs> that feels good to me. All right, Jeff. Real quick, uh, we've got a. Uh, We've got a better conference or two coming up, but let's mention the next one coming up. That is April okay. the 10th and 11th. Yes, sir. We're excited about that. We're going to New Orleans, Louisiana for the better conference. And you ought to join us. I plan to. <laughs> no, oh. I'm talking to the listeners there, Jeff. <laughs> oh, okay. as, as those guys say, the audience. <laughs> the okay. Audience. <laughs> yeah, we hope you join us because it's going to be a great event. Yes, well, he's going to be there with us. Uh, we're going to have several guys with us, and, and I'm, I'm really fired up about it. Uh, I know that uh, we're going to have Jay Lockhart come and join us. Yes. It's always super to have uh, Brother Jay around anytime he's around. And then we're going to have um, uh, some other people that are going to be there as well. Barry Grider's <laughs> coming from Memphis. Yeah, Tennessee. man, Barry Grider. First time Barry's been on a better conference, so that must mean he's getting better. And, yes. Uh, so we have better Barry Grider. We have uh, the one and only David Shannon will be with us. Yes. And uh, Kirk I Brothers. Hear, I hear David's getting better too. I, I didn't know he was sick. <laughs> I didn't know he could get better. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, yeah, I got, and then we've got Kirk Brothers coming to join us. And incidentally, we released a uh, Ministers of Mocha this morning with Kirk Brothers as our guest. Uh, you like that dinging sound in the background? Isn't that lovely? Yes, it is very lovely. I don't yes. know how to turn it off. So that okay. just means anytime that dings, uh, Clarence says it means an angel gets his wings. I say it means that whatever I said must be correct. Oh, good. That's a good one. <laughs> a good one. Okay, Jeff, uh, what are we doing today? Well, I think we're doing what we call, what we uh, like to call a help desk. And yes, uh, help desk is composed of... Uh, questions that people send to us and like for us to try to answer and we you know sometimes we have questions that have been in the box for a long long time 
because we haven't done a podcast lately um, or we've got too many questions, but uh, we have, I think we're going to just deal with one question today, aren't we? We just have one question we're going to deal with today. And I'm looking forward to us dealing with this question. I think it's a really good one. Uh, when it came up, we thought immediately, you know, it'd be kind of be neat to, uh, to, to just, uh, take time and deal with this one and go ahead and do a podcast live. And we just mentioned to folks that uh, if you want to send us any questions you'd like for us to discuss on help desk, um, you know, if we get questions, it works a whole lot better to answer those questions. That was Great. They go, ahead. I know. go ahead and tell so, us what the question is. Well, can I, can I give the address first of where to send, oh, the, send the questions? Please do. Sis. Please do. Yeah. And had your Chick-fil-A tea this morning. Have you? I have not had it yet. <laughs> I had my oatmeal this morning. Well, good. All right. Send your questions to uh, TJI at thejenkinsinstitute.com. And uh, we'll take those questions and, and spend some time with them. So, Jeff, a young preacher has contacted us, and he's asking about uh, opportunities to preach. He's had a number of opportunities to preach with congregations but that are mainly made up with, with elderly members. Uh, oftentimes, he says these churches don't have don't have elders and they're asking him to speak, and they just normally have guest speakers. and And he's asking, "What what do I what do I talk to these people about? Uh, how can I? Uh, what's the best chance I have to influence these folks?" Well, that's a great question, and uh, you know, we often talk about how we need to think about our audience when we're preaching, and uh, what what is the makeup of of the audience uh, demographic? You don't want if you've got um, fifty people. You're a Christian, and I wanted to start you We need an audience, is the first thing that comes to my mind. Dale, are you there? I, I'm here. I don't know what happened. I disappeared for a minute, and I assure you it was not on purpose, but uh, for some reason I went away. But I'm back now. So you said something about makeup of the audience, and my lip reading is not very good, so I lost All right. So I was talking about, first thing that comes to my mind is we talk about knowing your audience. You need right. to know the makeup of your audience. If you've got 100 people in the audience and all of them are senior Christians, you might not want to talk about how to start a marriage or what do you do when you have children in, small children in your home. You might want to talk about something a little bit different. So number one, know your audience. Number one, know your audience. The second thing I would say to, to this young guy is, and this is, Jeff, this is a no-brainer and it goes without saying, but some things that go without saying need to be said anyway, and that is uh, you preach the Bible. Uh, <clears throat> the Bible has the beautiful ability to minister to every situation. And so, uh, you know, sometimes uh, we try too much to get creative and and. and and, and sly and, and ingenious and, you know, uh, what I've found, and this may be, uh, I, I don't know that it plays more true to older people or younger people, but uh, there does seem to be an immediate appreciation more often among older people that they really just want the Word of God. Uh, they don't want a bunch of fancy stuff. They want you to preach. They want you to tell them what God said about something, and they're not into sly illustrations and things like that. They don't mind them, but they really want a guy that'll just preach the word. So, Dale, that's a, that's exactly right. So, the, you know, I think the question probably uh, is gearing more toward what what part of the word do I need to preach? And I think uh, 
You know, I tell people a lot of times, I tell preachers when they ask me, I'm moving to a new church, uh, what kind of series would you start out with? I've often, in my own life, and encourage others to start out doing a series of sermons on, on the Matthew 5, 6, and 7 and just go through the Sermon on the Mount. There's something on the Sermon on the Mount from ev- for everybody, for, uh, for every age group. It talks about life in general. It's a group and people who are older uh, need they need encouragement because a lot of them are hurting, a lot of them in pain physically, a lot of them have lost their mates, their loved ones, a lot of them feel like they're kind of all alone because they don't get visitors and people come to see them. And so something along the lines of the Sermon on the Mount would be a great encouragement to them. All right. So some some takes like the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Jeff, I would say maybe a, a, a third or fourth thing, however, whatever number we'd be on there, is uh, this young man is asking about uh, what is the best way to influence these people, the chance for influence. And I would say to be optimistic and to realize uh, and to, to emphasize that God can use any person. And that includes, you know, a very young person as well as a very old person. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't mean just because you're old and you can't do what you could at one time doesn't mean you can't do, doesn't mean there's nothing you can't do. Uh, doesn't mean that you're just handicapped. I can't do anything for God. God can still use every person. And the truth is that even as we grow older, there are certain skills that we will learn and develop that will help us. One is hopefully we'll, as we grow older, get some wisdom in our lives and uh, sharing that wisdom and helping helping people who are older know the best way, the best vehicle through which to advance that wisdom that they've, they've acquired over the years, uh, helping them see that maybe at that time they have more freedom in their prayer life, more time to devote to prayer and the ministry of prayer on behalf of other people, intercessory prayer on behalf of other people. So, so uh, you know, the, real, the realization to, to these folks of here are some ways that God has used and can use people who are older. Uh, that's that's a uh, wonderful thought, Dale. And I was thinking while you were talking there about kind of an aside. Uh, you know, he's talking about how what can I do to encourage these people? What can I do that would influence them a little bit? Uh, what he's going to learn if he yeah. does this is that he's going to be the one who is encouraged, and he's the one who is going to receive the the greatest blessing from. Uh, being just being associated with, with these folks who have been children of God, many of them for 50 years or more, and and they will bless his life uh, in tremendous ways. You, you and I both know that uh, when we go to places and we preach that we receive some of our greatest encouragement from, from people who, are, who have been Christians for many, many years. And so he's the one that's going to be blessed, and he, he's the one that's, whose life is going to be influenced. And so the more he spends time talking to these folks, the, uh, he'll pick up a lot of wisdom from them and gain a lot of insight into life from them. Well, there's no doubt about that. And uh, the kind of to follow up with that a little bit, uh, sometimes when we're younger, I can't speak for others, but I can for myself, uh, we tend to think we know more than we know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can sometimes, without meaning to, uh, discount what these people have to offer us and the ability to, to learn from and gain from uh, experience, perseverance, uh, wisdom, 
uh, of people who are older is something that uh, I, we, we would, as you said, encourage this guy to, to drink in and to, to, uh, to accept and to be blessed by. Uh, Jeff, I'd add a, another thing here, and that is, um, and I don't know what number we're on, but if we're numbering these, it'd be five or six or seven, somewhere in there. Uh, I, I would suggest that uh, he preach sermons that minister to these people. Um, the older we get, the more hurts we've had in life. And sometimes the older we get, the more challenging life can become. And so preach sermons that minister that, 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 that minister to their needs, to what's going on in their life, to what they're experiencing, to what they're facing. Sermons about, about, about hope, sermons about, about heaven, sermons about God's blessings and God's reward, uh, sermons that, that encourage and build up. Yes, and again, like we said in the beginning, if you just go in and preach the Word of God, uh, God will take that and He will use it to bless their lives, and and they uh, they will be thankful. Uh, they people who are older who have grown up hearing preaching, sometimes great preaching. They love preaching, and so just go in and preach the Word of God, and uh, and and they will love you for it. And again, your life will be richer for it, and you'll be the one who who will be uh, receive the most encouragement. And so, so again, I think you know, go back to the idea of the Sermon on the Mount. You know, Jesus was talking to his disciples and just telling them um, about some of the great benefits of life. I did notice, I wanted to mention here, I'm looking at the question again. It says, uh, and the question is addressed to, to you and to me, it says, if you were not a preacher and just a member of one of those small congregations, is there anything you think of that might uh, send a spark? Was that saying that uh, that we we would be considered the older people in one of those congregations? Uh, well, I mean, you know, you can take it however you want to take it, Jeff. Uh. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure which one he was talking about specifically, but I, I can just take a wild guess. Yeah, uh, probably so. All right. Okay, Jeff. So uh, I think we've uh, any anything else you'd add to that? I just I just want to go back one more time and encourage this young man. Um, I think you know sometimes young preachers struggle with. Uh, when they have invitations to preach in places, whether it's in a, a small church or a, you know, even if it's like in a retirement home setting or something like that, they think, well, do I need to spend my time doing that? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I want to encourage this young man and any young preachers that anytime you are offered the opportunity to preach the word of God and you have the capability of doing that, if, if you, you have elders who will let you do that, or if you're kind of on your own and you can do that, to take those opportunities, because every time you preach a message from the gospel of Jesus, you're going to grow in your walk with God. And so our attitude has kind of been, and I think both of us probably learned this from our dad, don't turn anything down. You take, yeah, and, uh, regardless of the size of the church or the makeup of the church or 
you know, some I've known preachers that will only preach in churches that are large churches. And I've known preachers who want to know what they're going to be paid before they commit to it. And, and so just uh, don't worry about all of that. Just preach every time you have an opportunity. And that's true. As you said, you said any young preacher, we, we'd say any old preacher as well. Exactly. Uh, preaching to get the chance. If, if all you preach for is a size of an audience or something like that, then you're really uh, making some mistakes. And there's an awful lot you can learn from, from those, uh, from those, those, those experiences. And, and again, you know, God didn't, uh, I don't want to say this in the wrong way, but God didn't call us to preach to big crowds. Mm-hmm. He called us, you know, he, he calls God's preachers to preach. So if you're going to preach, preach, don't, don't worry about that crowd. And, and, you know, I'd add this in and, and maybe we need to wrap it up after that, but I, I'd add in the idea, Jeff, that, uh, you know, if you're married, you know, take your wife with you. If you're dating and engaged, take that girl with you and, and, and let them love her as well. And if, if, uh, if you've got a child, I know some guys who preach for smaller churches and they say, you know, I, I preach at this church, but I want my kids to be at a place that's a larger youth group. Uh, I understand that. And there may be some value to that, but there's some value to having your kids in a smaller youth group. Even they don't have a youth group, they, they learn to interact with older people and, and they learn to communicate on a different level. And, and you talk about being loved, you know, you got a youth group of 200 kids. Well, you know, they're just another kid, one of the kids, but if you got, there's only three kids in the church. Every adult there is going to love on your child and care for them. And they're going to realize God's love from older people in a unique way and a, a blessed way. So, so there are some real blessings and, and don't discount smaller churches. That's exactly right. Well, Dale, uh, I think we've about covered this one. And uh, again, we appreciate this question. And like you said in the beginning, if you have a question you'd like for us to discuss on a, a future podcast, please, uh, Send us an email at, uh, what's it at, what's the address, tjijenkinsinstitute.com, and we'd be happy to get to it. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you have a great day, a great weekend, a great uh, Lord's Day on Sunday, and uh, we hope, uh, hope you do great preaching, and may God bless you richly is our prayer for you.